Howdy, humans. It is I, Fruity. Fruity is Alex once again for another episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. This is the the 12th month of pay-per-views. This is the year-end, so to speak. And with me at this time is the head booker at the WWF at I am Chris Thunder. How you doing, man? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me again. Uh, you are most welcome, sir. Um, now, this is a very big month for me because everything I've been booking leads up to this month. Um, how about yourself, mate? What's on the cards this month? What happened last month? All that sort of good stuff. Oh, last month. That's a good question. So last month was Survivor Series, which saw uh, Jim Anvil defeat uh, Jim Anvil was defeated by returning Mark Henry. Uh, then on the pay-per-view, saw George the Animal still defeat Roddy Piper. The Bushwhackers defeat Immortal. Uh, Caitlin defeated Alicia Fox. Um, Dusty Rhodes and Bruno San Martino fought to a uh, DQ. The women's champion Brie Bella retained over Deborah. Uh, in a hardcore championship match, Antonio Inoki defeated Terry Funk, then <laughs> turned on the crowd and announced that he is stable. What the hell was that? Oh, just something fell over. It's all good. Terrible. Um, yeah, Inoki turned on the crowd and announced his stable of Bull Meccano and Jushin Thunder Liger, calling themselves Inokiism. Uh, and in the main event, saw uh, champions versus Degeneration X traditional Survivor Series style matchup, where the world champion Bret Hart, the IC champion Jack Briscoe, the European champion Andre the Giant, the light heavyweight champion Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and the tag team champions the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, took on Degeneration X members Triple H, X Puck, China. The New Age Outlaws, Road Dog, Billy and Billy Gunn, and uh, Iron Mike Tyson, where Degeneration X sweep the team six nil, uh, laid them all out, had the championship belts, and took off in the middle of the night, running through the crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good angle to end the show. There, I love that. Uh, last month we had. In WCW, we had the debut of the new president, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, we had on pay-per-view at Clash of the Champions, we had the debut of Ken Shamrock. Uh, he became hardcore champ, then lost the hardcore title back to Eddie Guerrero because of a confrontation with uh, Goldberg. We had... Uh, Shawn Michaels beat Kurt Hennig to remain champion heading into Starcade. Uh, we've got a new women's champion in leader who will face off against Trish Stratus at Starcade. Um, we had a crazy Russo time main event. I'm not even going to go over most of that stuff. All that you really need to know is that Goldberg lost to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stone Cold's going to face Shawn Michaels at Starcade. We also set up pretty much every single match for Starcade. 
So I might as well just quickly run that down, which is the Honky Tonk Man versus Kurt Hennig, the Disciples of Darkness, Boss Man Farouk, and the new Executioner, Terry Gordy, versus Michael P.S. Hayes and two partners of his choosing. Uh, we had Rikishi turn on Yokozuna, so they're going to battle it out at Starcade. We're going to have probably another hardcore championship open challenge with Eddie Guerrero. Ken Shamrock versus Goldberg in a Lion's Den match. Uh, the final of the world television title tournament, which starts on the first week's Nitro for this month. Uh, DDP versus Edge for the US title. Lita versus Trish. The Outsiders versus the Rude Dudes for the tag titles. The Savage Animals versus Jesse the Body Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger. A casket match between the Ultimate Warrior and Sting. And yeah, like I said, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And plenty of surprises on this month's WCW pay-per-view. Wow, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, what twist did you get last month? Do you have that up? I got a... I got two twists because I had a penalty. I got a injury to Brie Bella for a month and an injury to Caitlin, wasn't it? And an injury to Caitlin for a month. Uh, I thought it was a wellness suspension to Hawk and a injury. No, that was the previous month. Mm, Okay. It went down, yeah. Okay, because I don't remember Brie Bella being drawn last month. <laughs> yeah, she's quite forgettable. <laughs> she's your women's champ, isn't she? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, yep. All right. Well, and I got a new free agent. Whoop-de-doo. Um, one that I've... I am going to debut immediately, just so the humans know. Um, So get ready for a surprise. So without further ado, let's get into week one with WWF Raw is War. Oh, I'm going first, am I? Yes. Oh, there you go. Uh, So (laughs) week one kicks off uh, sort of Bret Hart storms down to the ring as uh, the announcers are kicking off Raw, demands um, Jim Barnett come out with the rest of the champions, saying they want their rematch against DX tonight. But Jim Barnett comes down, says that it won't happen for at least a month because Hawk has been suspended. Oh, Somebody was right. Somebody was right. Right, <laughs> you. <laughs> so Brett um, Alright Says that he's just going to sit in Until the rest of the champions come down um, Jim comes down during the commercial break uh, Jim Anvil that is To try to coax Jim out of the ring But he wa- refuses to leave He's that alright The Briscoes come down Offering their hands in a sign of peace But Brett alright Attacks the Briscoes and it sort of uh, takes the referees inside the locker room to separate the two men, looking like they might settle their differences later on in the month. Very good. Um, 
So yeah, following that, we also see, because uh, I've spaced out a lot of stuff over Raw because this pay-per-view is sort of a, a smaller one compared to where I'm going next month. Yeah. Uh, following that, later on in the night, we see... Oh, where are my notes? Ah, there we are. Sorry. Uh, following that, later in the night, we see backstage in one of the locker rooms, Deborah trying to explain to both Jeff and Kurt uh, that she means well for Immortal. And whilst Kurt's going, yeah, we know that, Jeff just sort of seems distant, like he's not paying attention. Deborah's going, it'll be all right, don't worry. I've got us all matches at the pay-per-view coming up. As long as we can beat local talent tonight in a impromptu six-man tag team match. So they go out for the main event and they beat the uh, the impromptu six-man tag and Immortals go, oh, awesome. So who who do you get us a match with? And they go, well, um, we're versing... <laughs> We're versing a mystery team at the pay-per-view. So whilst they seem excited about the prospect of working their way back to the tag team gold, Jeff just sort of seems distant as the other two celebrate in the ring and we end Raw. Very good. Um, very intrigued to see what's going to, what's going to go down at the pay-per-view there. Um. All right, so week one from WCW, we are in the Nitro zone. We kick off Nitro with the announcement of the TV title tournament bracket. It will consist of eight of the best technical wrestlers in WCW. There will be a strict 15-minute TV time limit and a 30-minute time limit on pay-per-view. There'll be two quarterfinal matches tonight, two next week, two semifinals the following week, and then on the fourth week, there will be an official contract signing for the title match at Starcade. Uh, next week, we will see Arn Anderson versus the Honky Tonk Man, and the winner of that match will face the winner. You're right there, mate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the winner of that match will face the winner of Tully Blanchard versus Kurt Hennig. But tonight it will be Ric Flair versus Kevin Von Erich, and the winner will face the winner of Ricky Morton versus the returning Barry Windham. We kick Ooh. off the TV title tournament. So we got all all four of the original horsemen are in this tournament. Um it's the returning Barry Windham, who we haven't seen since he lost to Edge at NWO Sold Out. Ricky Morton versus Barry Windham is a hard-hitting, technical, fast-paced match. After about 10 minutes, Ricky Morton goes up for a huge top rope crossbody, but Barry Windham catches him with his signature belly-to-belly. Windham pins Morton, and Windham advanced to the semis of the tournament. Uh, we see some replays of DDP's giant fall off the top of the cell last night. Uh, if we recall in the main event, the Hell in a Cell came down for Austin Goldberg and DDP, who wasn't even in the match, took a bump off the cell because that's very Russo. Um, we cut to Edge backstage, who says it's official, United States champion versus people's champion at Starcade. That's if DDP can make it. 
I understand he has some serious ribbon injuries and isn't cleared to show up for a few weeks. So, DDP, you better keep your mind clean and you better keep doing your yoga and you might get back in time for Starcade. Ken Shamrock squashes a local and calls out Goldberg. Instead, out comes the outsiders. The outsiders get in the ring, but Shamrock hits belly-to-belly suplexes on each man. Goldberg snakes in, hits a huge spear on Shamrock. Shamrock gets up. Outsiders attack Shamrock from behind. Goldberg hits a jackhammer on Shamrock, and Goldberg puts the ankle lock on Shamrock. The rude dudes come out, make the save, and run off the heels. McMahon comes out and books Shamrock and the rude dudes versus Goldberg and the Outsiders next week. All right, we cut to the... Here's some stupid stuff. Uh, We cut to the Hollywood red carpet premiere of Spider-Man. Macho Man Randy Savage, accompanied by Sensational Sherry and Batista, is walking down the red carpet. They stop in front of a Marvel backdrop for various interviews with the media, and all of a sudden the backdrop tears open. Jesse Ventura comes flying out and lays out Batista. Schwarzenegger then comes out, looks at the camera and recites his famous line from Kindergarten Cop. He says, I'm the party pooper. He then attacks Savage. They brawl into the cinema. They end up in the VIP room for all the cast and crew. They're brawling near a Spider-Man themed ice sculpture. Arnie looks at Savage and says, allow me to break the ice. Arnie strikes and he gets the upper hand and he throws, uh, sorry, Arnie pushes the ice sculpture onto Savage and it smashes over Savage's head. Batista then jumps, Arnie, uh, sorry, Batista then jumps Arnie, he must have beaten down Jesse off camera. Arnie, though, completely no-sells Batista's strikes and gets the upper hand. He throws Batista through a table that has various ice creams and desserts on it. Batista is laying on a broken table with ice cream, bananas, and topping all over him. And Arnie says to a bystander, oh, he had to split. Schwarzenegger leaves and we see the entire Spider-Man premiere has been ruined. Arnie helps Jesse up and says, And Jesse says, Arnie, I haven't wrestled in years. I was just an announcer. I don't know if I have what it takes anymore, man. Arnie looks at Jesse and simply says, tag with me if you want to live. Jesse, in response, simply nods his head. Arnie says, Ventura, you son of a bitch. The two men proceed to have a flexed bicep-fueled handshake with the camera zooming in on their bicep and hands. <laughs> Sorry, that was a segment that I had way too much fun with. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, it's time for another Eddie Guerrero hardcore invitational. Uh, Eddie Guerrero's in the ring and his challenger comes out. Whoa, it's time once again for everybody to get aboard the hoo train. Godfather offers his ladies to Eddie. 
Eddie is tempted but says Starcade is coming up and I need to keep my momentum going. Let's just do this. After 10 seconds, Eddie instantly rolls up Godfather and the Godfather loses. Eddie's still your hardcore champ. Godfather completely no-sells it, grabs his ladies and dances back up the ramp. Good fun. <laughs> um, we get a medical update from Yokozuna, who's in a hospital bed. He says he'll be back next week and he wants to kick Rikishi's ass for betraying him. But Rikishi does a run-in in the hospital. He attacks Yoko, but Yoko is somehow fighting back on his hospital bed. The wild Samoans show up and they beat up Yoko. Rikishi says, unlike you, Yoko, I can forgive family. You let me get hurt because of your petty beef with Warrior and Fuji. You cost our team so many chances at the titles, but now I take control of my own fate. You see, I'm not just the head of the table. I am the table! (laughs) Arthur, Seeker, and myself have come together to rid WCW of your lazy ass. Starcade, we will violently emancipate you from our dynasty. So, yeah, picking up there with the Samoans there. Uh, The Ultimate Warrior with the Disciples of Darkness, Paul Bearer, Boss Man, Farouk, the Executioner, growing stable. Warrior cuts a promo on Sting, talks about how he will finally get rid of the one man delaying their reign of darkness. Paul Bearer talks about how it's going to be tough for Michael Hayes at Starcade to find two partners because his only two friends in the world are unable to compete. The camera zooms out to show Buddy Roberts and Jimmy Garvin bleeding on the ground. Ultimate Warrior raises his arms and lightning hits the bodies of Roberts and Garvin and the bodies disappear. All that is left is a pile of ashes and smoke simmering where Roberts and Garvin were. So yeah, I've brought in a couple of free free agents to get burnt. <laughs> you keep bringing those two in an awful lot. It's twice I've brought them in. Okay. Continue. <laughs> uh, I reckon if I bring them in one more time, I might be pushing it. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on you. <laughs> Uh, Ric Flair versus Kevin Von Erich in the TV title tournament. Eight-minute match, but eventually Flair locks on the figure four for the win. And he advances to face Barry Windham in two weeks' time in the semifinals. A honky-tonk man squashes a local, cuts a promo how if it wasn't for, for him, Kurt Hennig wouldn't have had the success he had this year. But when push came to shove and Shawn Michaels was about to lay him out, where was Kurt? conveniently late for the save as per usual. So I had to show Kurt how much he needs me by proving to him last night that he can't succeed without me. At Starcade, it will be a battle of our band and I will prove that I am the top of the charts, baby. Uh, We get a hype video for Lita versus Trish at Starcade detailing the ups and downs of Lita's tumultuous year and the long road to a title match for Trish Stratus. Uh, the ma- Finally, the main event of week one. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out to cut a promo to celebrate his tournament win and to talk about facing Shawn Michaels at Starcade. He gets interrupted by Shawn and Vince. They talk about how Stone Cold has no chance in hell of winning at Starcade. Stone Cold goes to attack McMahon and Michaels, but the rest of the NWO come out and attack Austin. They tie Austin up in the ropes. All the NWO are beating down Austin whilst Michaels is waving the world title in Austin's face, and Vince keeps repeatedly screaming, No chance in hell! No chance in hell, Austin! And that ends Nitro Week 1. Yeah, wow. this is going to be a pretty content-filled uh, episode for me. This is the granddaddy of them all for me. Yes, Bound for Glory. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, oh, I forgot the Ring of Honor one. Don't worry. Final battle. <laughs> it is November to remember. Yeah. <laughs> it is. CZW Tournament of Death. <laughs> <laughs> All right, WWF Week 2. What's Raw got in store? Um, so, where were we? Ah, yes, Week 2. So, uh, Andre um, is in the ring, sort of issuing an open challenge to anyone. He's just irate that his European title's not with him. He starts laying out a bunch of local talent before Ricky the Dragon Steamboat comes down to try to calm him down. But Andre Irate just lays out Ricky and the referees have to come down trying to stop Andre from beating down Ricky Steamboat any further. We get a video sent in from the DX Express where Hunter's explaining, you see, we're the champion. We control the narrative. <laughs> Sounds like trouble. Yes. Um, you know what? We're glad that Hawk isn't there because you have to suffer for longer as your paper champions trying to grab the brass ring that doesn't exist. We'll see you at the Royal Rumble. Love so they're it. all issuing their uh, championship matches here that they won at Survivor Series for the Royal Rumble while they're still possessing the championships, but not actually the champions. So you've got Hunter holding the uh, the world title that Brett has. You have um, Tyson holding the IC title that Jack Briscoe has. You have China holding the European title that Andre has. You have X-Pac with the light heavyweight title that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat has. And you have the... Um, Outlaws holding the tag team gold that the Road Warriors have. Man. Yeah, now that you say that out loud, each one of those feuds and matches, I would pay a lot of money to see. Uh, following that, we have a impromptu women's match where Alicia Fox comes out, beats a local talent, and begins calling herself the captain of the women's division. Yes. Uh, and that sort of ends week two there. I've got a little bit more for week three and four to add. Yeah. Again, a bit lighter this week. Um, behind the scenes stuff, trying to just catch up on everything. So it's only brief notes this week. Yeah. 
And mine's the exact opposite because I had my whole Starcade month written like two months ago and uh, I just kept adding stuff to it, so I shouldn't have done all that. <laughs> um, all right, Nitro week two. Oh, God, I can't even believe that we're doing this crossover. Oh, bugger. This now kind of sounds like I'm copying you. Bugger. The NWO are shown arriving in their new NWO Express bus. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there's a, only one reason why I brought this in, though. It's a bit different from yours. The NWO comes out to the ring and cut a promo on all of their opponents for Starcade. A quick reminder that our main event tonight is the Rude Dudes and Ken Shamrock versus Goldberg, the Outsiders. All of a sudden, Ventura and Schwarzenegger come out. Then DDP. Then the Rude Dudes and finally Ken Shamrock. They surround the ring, almost blocking the NWO in. Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up on the Turnatron. He's near the NWO Express. The camera zooms out. He's in a crane with a wrecking ball hanging off it. He swings the wrecking ball into the NWO Express bus. Michaels and McMahon are furious as they watch their bus blow up into a million pieces. Uh, the NWO try to leave, but all the baby faces storm the ring and beat down the NWO to take us into a commercial break. Yeah. So, yeah. God damn. I'll wish you didn't bring in the DX Express. Oh, I did it last month. You did, yeah. I forgot all about it, too. Bugger. Uh, I just wanted to do that one thing with Austin. Anyway. You should have done the old cement truck. I should have done the cement truck. Ah, oh, bugger. Ah, uh, plenty of time for that in the future. We return do with you? another... <laughs> what do you? Hmm. We return with another match in the TV title tournament. This time it's Kurt Hennig versus Tully Blanchard. 13-minute match and Hennig is about to hit the Hennig plex, but they bump into the referee. Out comes the honky-tonk man who hits Hennig over the head with the guitar and Tully pins Hennig to advance to the semifinal next week against the winner of the other tournament match tonight. Later and Trish Stratus have a sit-down interview with the uh, with Mean Gene talking about their roads to Starcade, next week will be a part two to this. Michael Hayes has a match against the Big Boss Man. The match gets thrown out after Farouk the Executioner. Paul Bear and the Ultimate Warrior get involved and beat down Hayes. Uh, Ultimate Warrior is signaling for the lightning, but he gets interrupted by Sting, who comes down from the rafters. The heels leave the ring and Sting hooks Hayes up to his harness and Hayes goes into the safety of the rafters with Sting. Kind of like something that just happened on Dynamite recently, but I swear to God, I wrote this before that. I was copying the DDP for angle from 1998. <laughs> That's not the DDP angle from 2002? Oh, what, the Stalker one? Yeah. <laughs> 2002, 2003, whenever it was. Yeah. Make me famous, dead man. Um, yeah, that was weird. Continue on, Kind Sir. Sorry. Yep. No, that's all right. 
Uh, time for the final TV title quarterfinal. Honky Tonk Man versus Arn Anderson. Honky Tonk Man starts to get the upper hand, but surprise, surprise, Kurt Hedding's music hits. Honky gets distracted because music plays. It is an old trope, an old lazy trope, some would say. <laughs> um, he turns around and gets hit with a spine buster from Arn Anderson for the three count. Arn Anderson advances to the TV title semifinals next week. So it's going to be Arn Anderson versus Tully Blanchard and Ric Flair versus Barry Windham. The winners of each match will have a contract signing the following week and then face off for the TV title at Starcade. Uh, DDP is backstage and announces that somehow, thanks to the miracle of DDP yoga, he has been medically cleared for the huge US champion versus people's champion title match at Starcade. Edge, you've been running roughshod on the roster all year long, but that ends at Starcade because I will become the people's United States champion. Edge runs in out of nowhere and spears DDP through the backstage interview set. Edge gets a chair and repeatedly hits DDP in the ribs with it, and he starts spitting blood. Security separates Edge from DDP as DDP once again gets stretched out of the arena. Uh, it's time for another Eddie Guerrero hardcore open challenge, this time accepted by the Supreme Fighting Machine, Karma, from... Uh, 1994 WWF fame. Uh, this is uh, the Godfather's other alter ego. <laughs> um, yes, he does have many. Yes, he has about five shows worth, to be honest. <laughs> um, he, he comes out. This is a MMA gimmick that the Godfather had in the mid-90s before MMA was really a thing. So it's Ooh. kind of... It kind of would have been cooler if it came out a bit later. Uh, yeah, so this Karma comes out. He immediately starts throwing some martial arts kicks and punches at Eddie. But after a 30-second flurry, Eddie just rolls him up and wins. And Eddie's still your hardcore champion. Um, the Rude Dudes are shown backstage showing uh, Ventura and Schwarzenegger their dance moves. Ventura and Schwarzenegger look confused by the sweet moves of the dudes. Out of nowhere, out comes the Outsiders and the Savage Animals with steel pipes. They beat down all four baby faces and lock the rude dudes in a closet backstage. Kevin Nash and Batista stack a heap of heavy boxes against the door, presumably so the Rude Dudes don't make it down to their match tonight. All four NWO members then take turns beating down Ventura and Schwarzenegger. The unconscious Ventura and Schwarzenegger are loaded into the boot of a car and the car drives away. The Wild Samoans pull off a shock win over the Dudley boys. The Wild Samoans are now accompanied by Rikishi. They found a new aggression under the tutelage of, of Rikishi. After the match, the three Samoans beat down the Dudleys, but a returning Yokozuna makes the save. The Samoans retreat. Main event time, Goldberg and the Outsiders are in the ring waiting for their opponents, but we see Edge and the savage animals guarding the door that the rude dudes are locked behind. 
It looks like it's going to be three-on-one. Goldberg and the Outsiders versus Ken Shamrock. Shamrock comes down. Uh, The match begins. Shamrock hits a belly-to-belly on Nash. Belly-to-belly on Hall. Finally, a big belly-to-belly on Goldberg. Somehow, Ken Shamrock has the upper hand in a three-on-one situation. But out uh, out comes Shawn Michaels and Mr. McMahon. Sweet chin music to Shamrock. The match is thrown out. It's basically a five-on-one assault on Shamrock. The glass shatters, and out comes Austin, loaded with a steel chair. He tries to fight them off, but the numbers are too much for Austin. McMahon has handcuffed uh, Shamrock to the rope, so there's nothing he can do. Sean repeatedly hits the chair over Austin's dodgy knee. Goldberg puts an ankle lock on Austin whilst keeping eye contact with Shamrock. Austin passes out. They spray paint NWO on Austin's back, and Austin gets stretched out to end Nitro with almost all the baby faces getting destroyed at some point in the night by the NWO. No. Mm. Ah, good booking, good booking. Yeah. Yeah, two, two weeks down, two weeks to go, I suppose. Yep. Uh, what's happening week three? Raw is war. Oh, my God, I almost blanked on the name of it. (laughs) Terrible. Uh, So we kick off week three with uh, Commissioner Jim Barnett announcing that he's uh, made official the following matches for the pay-per-view. Andre the Giant versus Ricky Steamboat and the team of the Briscoes versus the Heart Foundation. Ooh. Later in, on in the night, uh, we see Dusty Rhodes come down the ring saying, even though he won by DQ last month, it doesn't feel like a win to him. And he's challenging Bruno Sammartino, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> no, I, I loved it. To a Texas bull rope match. Oh, man. Yes. Um, if you remember, I did want very early on in our um, fancy booking where I did the Texas bull rope instead of the WWE where you touch the four uh, ring posts. It's more more or less um, making your opponent submit where it's got the cowbell in the middle of the rope and you're both tied on. Yeah, I, and I stole it a few months later. Yeah. We, we did the West Texas bull rope match with Kurt <laughs> Hennig and Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, yeah, so he's calling out Bruno. Bruno sort of just walks out on the uh, the rampway and just sort of gives a nod. Uh, yeah. Later on in the night, we see Bull Nakano uh, in a match on Raw, just destroying a local talent. As Deborah backstage um, gets word of who Immortal will be facing at the pay-per-view. And she announces that Immortal are facing the Bushwhackers in a standard tag match, whilst she will be facing Bull Nakano at the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> and she sort of has this look of fright on her face as the uh, real realisation of the seriousness of the situation kicks in. Yep. Uh, sort of closing out the show here, we have Terry and Dory Funk calling out Anoki and Liger to a Texas Tornado match uh, at the pay-per-view where 
a Nokian Liger jump with Funks from behind, lay him out, and stand tall as we go off the air. Awesome. So at this stage, I think I've got everything except for except for two matches set that I'll uh, run down the card and announce those ones on the uh, the next show. Yep. Uh, week three, what do you have, WCW? Okay, we kick off with a cold open. We see footage from last week after the show. Steve Austin is in the hospital. The doctor confirms that Austin has a strained ligament in his knee. And he will need to wear another knee brace if he wants to compete at Starcade. Austin leaves the doctor's office and goes to a payphone. He calls someone. He says, I don't like you. You don't like me. But we have to admit, we at least re respect each other. I live by DTA. Don't trust anybody. But if I want to win at Starcade, I need to watch my back and stop the NWO from interfering. I need your help, man. So will you have my back at Starcade? Austin listens to the reply. Austin replies with a simple, Oh, hell yeah! So, Austin's got someone watch his, watching his back at Starcade. Makes sense. Uh, tonight is a special, because this is the third week of December, a Christmas episode of Nitro. We will have the in-ring return of Jesse Ventura in tonight's main event against Batista in a North Pole death match. I'm sorry, a what? A North Pole death match. Ooh. It is Christmas. Do you remember the TNA Christmas episode around the time they went to two hours? Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, I tend to forget it, but then you remind me of things and I get horrible memories and flashbacks. It's a bloody night, silent night, barbed wire match. Oh, that's right. And the barbed wire Christmas tree with Abyss, I think it was. Yes, I love that. It's so bad, but I love that. Uh, All uh, right. Do continue, kind sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I wish I thought of the barbed wire Christmas tree for this episode. Um, Quickly looks over his card. Changes the <laughs> pencil booking. Yeah. Card subject to change, brother. Nah. Uh, Nitro kicks off with the first semi-final in the TV title tournament. It's Tully Blanchard versus Arn Anderson. This is counter after counter. Neither man gets the upper hand. Finally, Tully hits his signature slingshot suplex, which coincidentally we just saw today. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so, full disclosure, we are recording this uh, 4th of the 3rd, 2021, after Dynamite, because we like both wanted to watch minutes Tully's... After, yeah, 10 minutes after Dynamite was when we started recording. We wanted to uh, see Tully's match. <laughs> I was... Dude... Uh, we'll probably talk about it on the wrap, but I was marking out so hard seeing JJ Dillon come out there and him coming out in his old robe and the US title. Oh man, I loved it. Yeah, and he looked he looked great. Anyway, let's save the rest <laughs> of this for the uh, regular show. 
Yes, yes. Um, uh, continue on with uh, fantasy Tully. Yes, <laughs> yeah, fantasy Tully. Tully hits his signature slingshot suplex, but the bell rings. The match is announced as a time limit draw. It's now time for the second semi-final match. We don't know what's going to happen in the final yet because what happened? There was a draw. Uh, the second semi-final match, Ric Flair versus Barry Windham. Windham has waited a long time to finally get his hands on Flair. He is as, uh, as aggressive as we've ever seen him. He takes Flair outside. They brawl out to the crowd. This match ends in a double count out. Mean Gene comes out and says he heard word from President McMahon that at Starcade it will be a fatal four horsemen four way match. A fatal four horsemen match, I guess, for the world television title. And all four men will have a contract signing next week. Ooh. So, obvious sort of result if you looked at my brackets. That's why I didn't really go into too much detail about the brackets. It's, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Mr. McMahon announces that due to the incredible success of WCW this year, starting January 1st, WCW will become a publicly traded company and will be open for major investors and shareholders. I'm just leaving something open here just in case we do the thing that I've been pushing to do next episode. <laughs> Ooh. Um, all throughout the night, we get a... Oh, this is some of my favourite stuff. We get a series of vignettes of Michael Hayes. Sorry, that's my dog. He's got a cone on and he's locked in the office with me because he can't be trusted to not chew on his sore foot. Uh, Benji, that is. Uh, all throughout the night, we get a series of vignettes of Michael Hayes introducing um, Oh, hang on a second. What have I done here? I forgot to tell you that last week did I mention that Michael Hayes found his uh, tag partners? Oh, I forgot to say it. But that must have happened on Thunder. Yeah, I think that happened on Thunder. Uh, Michael Hayes' new tag partners for Starcade in the six-man tag is, surprisingly, Kerry and Kevin Von Erich, unlikely allies. So all throughout the night, we get a series of vignettes of Michael Hayes introducing the Von Erichs to life as a freebird. The first vignette sees... Hayes pick up Kerry and Kevin Von Erich from the Von Erich Ranch, which is a huge ranch, ranch with this massive mansion on it, all that sort of stuff. He drives them to Atlanta GA, where they turn into Bad Street. Kerry asks which house they are going to. Hayes says, this is Bad Street. The further down the block you get, the better it gets. And we live on the last house on the right. Doot, doot, doot. They pull up at an old dilapidated house on the right. Second vignette, we see Hayes get woken up at five in the morning by Kerry weightlifting and Kevin skipping with his skipping rope. Hayes snaps. He runs downstairs, snaps the skipping rope in half, throws the weights out the window. You want to train? I got an idea. 
train with this. He slams three bottles of Jack Daniels on the table and they all start drinking. Third vignette features the very drunk Kevin and Carrie finally getting along with Michael Hayes. And the fourth vignette is a music video for Bad Street Atlanta GA, featuring the new Freebirds of Michael Hayes, Kevin Von Erich, and Kerry Von Erich. Kind of screwed the pooch by completely forgetting to read a whole segment. Ah, well, it's all good. Yep. Um, Yeah. It's time for another Eddie Guerrero Hardcore Title Open Challenge. Who's his opponent this week? Take a rough guess. He's hit. That's the Nation of Domination theme music. What's that? It's Karma Mustafa. Karma Mustafa grabs the mic and says, This ain't a what? brown or black thing this is a me kicking your ass thing by any means necessary he raises his fist and the bell rings and immediately eddie rolls him up and once again has retained his hardcore title against another alter ego of the godfather this is just too much fun (laughs) it's time for another episode of the love shack Rude and Dude talk about how they might be fun-loving guys, but that doesn't mean they aren't a threat for the tag titles at Starcade. They introduce their guests, Diamond Dallas Page, Ken Shamrock, and finally Stone Cold Steve Austin. All five men are sick of the sneak attacks by the NWO, so they challenge the outsiders, Goldberg, Edge, and Michaels to a massive 10-man tag match next week on Nitro. We see Mr. McMahon show up on the big screen. He accepts. All five men are watching the big screen when Goldberg, Edge, Michaels, and the Outsiders sneak attack all five men yet again. Uh, They tear down the Love Shack set. Goldberg spears Shamrock off the stage. Edge spears DDP off the stage simultaneously with Goldberg spear. Nash and Hall simultaneously... Jackknife and Outsider's Edge, Rude and Dude, respectively, off the stage on the other sides. Michaels was switching music on Austin. Once again, then WO was just too strong for the baby faces. The Honky Tonk Man seen with the random lawyer, he reveals that since he was the one who produced the West Texas Rednecks music, videos, and merchandise, that he is the sole owner of the West Texas Rednecks brand. Therefore, Kurt Hennig cannot use the music or the likeness anymore. We have the second part of the sit-down interview with Trish and Lita. They're documenting their struggles, both women being involved in the ladder match to crown the first women's champion, Lita's relationships issues, and Trish just constantly getting derailed from a title shot. Yet again, just more in-depth into this friendly feud between the two. All right, it's main event time, and it's also explanation time. It is Batista versus the in-ring return of Jesse the Body Ventura. This is a North Pole death match. That's right. The ropes on the ring are wrapped with Christmas tinsel. (laughs) 
There are Christmas gifts all around the ring, which contain various weapons and are legal for use. To win the match, you must scale the North Pole attached to the northernmost ring post in the ring. <laughs> where there are two presents, one naughty present and one nice present. The first person to grab the nice present and run it up the ramp and sit on Santa's lap wins. <laughs> North Pole are you, match. Are you sure you just did redraw a uh, Russo time? No, I, I really wish that I could have used this as my Russo time, though, but because of the whole honor pole thing. But yeah, man, this is the most ridiculous ma match gimmick ever, but why not get a bit creative? Uh, this match goes for 10 minutes. Batista is dominating. He's unwrapped multiple weapons. A steel chair with a mistletoe on it, some Christmas lights, a kendo stick wrapped like a candy cane, even a table with Rudolph painted on it. He uses all the weapons. He finally climbs up. He grabs a present, but it's a booster action figure. This is a, um, oh, Jesus, a jingle all the way reference for all you humans at home. <laughs> no one wants booster. That must be the naughty present. Ventura pushes Batista off the North Pole. Batista falls off and flies through the Rudolph table. Ventura climbs up. He grabs the other present. It's a Turbo Man doll. Everyone loves Turbo Man. That's the nice present. Ventura <laughs> runs up the ramp. <laughs> Please tell me you're getting these references. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Ventura runs up the ramp uh, with his nice present, but Santa gets off his chair and runs towards Ventura and lays out Ventura with a huge clothesline. Why, Santa? Why? Batista finally recovers and runs up the ramp. He spears Ventura. He hits Ventura with a Batista bomb on the ramp. He grabs the present and sits on Santa's lamp. Ah, uh, Lamp. Sa Santa's lap. Batista wins, and Santa pulls off his beard and had to reveal himself as Randy Savage when all of a sudden, out comes Turbo Man! It's Arnie in the full Turbo Man costume from Jingle All The Way. <laughs> he lays out Batista. He lays out Savage. Ventura celebrates with a Christmas cookie. Arnie tells Ventura to put the cookie down now. He doesn't want Ventura to have an unnecessary sugar or carb intake before their big match, I guess. Arnie looks at the camera and says, it's turbo time. The commentators remind us the jingle all the way hits theaters later this week and next week on Nitro, where we'll see footage from the red carpet and that ends this week's Nitro. <laughs> wow. I had to brush up on some of my Arnie movies for this month. I've watched a few. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> uh, at least you had fun, I guess. I had a lot of fun writing that match in particular. I want to see it happen in real life. <laughs> yeah. The uh, 
North Pole Deathmatch. Book it, uh, Deathmatch Down Under. Sure, why not? Um, I'm just trying to think. Week four, man. Oh, sorry, I was trying to think of a match that's like that. But yeah, let's go on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, kind of like a on on a pole match mixed with this. Like, what's that? The stretcher match where you have to put them up, push them up the ramp. Oh, stupid stipulations. Yeah, dumb steps. Anyway, go on. Uh, Week four, raw. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, kicks off with uh, Roddy Piper issuing an open challenge to anyone at the pay per view after he defeats a local talent in quick quick time. Following that, Immortal, uh, with Deborah by their side, quickly dispose of a local talent tag team, setting up um, having a win going into their match against the Bushwhackers. Um, the contract is signed between the Hart Foundation and the Briscoes, as well as a contract signing between Bruno San Martino and Dusty Rhodes for their bull rope match. And uh, that's it. The card's all set, so we have... Uh, Piper versus a mystery opponent, Immortal versus the Bushwhackers, Steamboat versus Andre, Meccano versus Deborah, the Briscoes versus Heart Foundation, Anokiism versus the Funks, and San Martino versus Rhodes. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I left left myself a little bit short there for the go home show for New Year's Revolution. Uh, take it away, Alex. Week four, Nitro. All right, this is. The nitty gritty week four nitro. Actually, this isn't even the longest episode, bollocks of things. So that's good. Um, we kick off week four with a special contract signing for the fatal four way four horsemen TV title match at Starcade. All four original horsemen are in the ring. Flair says he is going to prove why he was always the crown jewel of the horsemen. Tully says he's going to prove that he was always the real dirtiest player in the game. Arn says he was always the workhorse of the horsemen, and he finally has the chance to prove it. Barry finally says, ever since he got kicked out of the horsemen and they put a restraining order against him all those months ago, all he's ever wanted, all he's ever thought about is getting his hands on all three of these men. He will rip apart each man and walk out as TV champ. Mean Gene announces that on Sunday there will be a very special guest referee for the TV title match. Uh, it's time for another Eddie Guerrero hardcore title open challenge match. Eddie Guerrero grabs the mic and he says, All right, Godfather, whatever your name is, I'm sick of this. Just come out here, whatever you're dressed up as. Quite frankly, you've been coming out here and losing every week. I think it's a total load of bullshit. What's this? It's the good father. The good father. The good father says the violence. The hardcore division promotes to today's youth is absolutely disgusting. 
He's here to censor the hardcore division by winning the title and throwing it in the trash where it belongs. Bell rings and Eddie instantly rolls up the Godfather and Eddie has retained his title and beaten yet another Godfather alter ego. The Godfather is furious in the ring when the lights flicker on and off. Paul Bearer appears. The lights flicker off and on again and the Godfather has vanished with Paul Bearer. It's the final part of the Trish Leader sit-down interview. They talk about the match on Sunday and both say that it'll be the greatest match in women's wrestling history. They plan on stealing the show, but the lights in the studio start flickering, but the women no-sell it and have a stare-down anyway. Sunday can't come quick enough. Some shenanigans going on. Um... The honky-tonk man has a match against a local. He quickly wins. Kurt Hennig runs down, grabs Honky's guitar, and lays out Honky. This Sunday, it's the battle of the band between Honky and Hennig. Yokozuna cuts a promo about how Rikishi broke his heart by betraying him. So since you want to go to your Samoan roots on Sunday, I'll go back to my roots and prove why I am one of the most feared champions of all time. When I beat you, Rikishi, on Sunday at Starcade. Uh, we are in Mr. McMahon's office and he announces... Oh, there, this is the big one. Announces the next month we're going on tour. Starting at next week's Nitro, we will be in a different country each week. It will be the WCW versus NWO World Tour. Next week, we'll be in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Then we'll head to England, then Australia, then Japan, and it all culminates at the January pay-per-view, WCW NWO Revenge. From live from Mexico City, Mexico, at Arena Mexico next month. Ooh, Arena Mexico, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, so uh, also a little... Tip of the hat to two of my favorite video games of all time, WCW versus NWO World Tour and Revenge. Um, Michael Hayes and his new Freebirds, the Von Erichs, come out, call out the executioner, boss man of Farouk. Out they come, accompanied by Bearer. They get in the ring. And the Freebirds start to get the upper hand, but the ultimate warrior comes out. The four-on-three advantage is too much, but down comes he clears the ring the ultimate warrior is staring at sting who points his bat to the entrance ramp where we see a casket standing upright the door swings open and we see a mannequin of the ultimate warrior in the casket this sunday there'll be the six-man tag for the soul of terry gordy and of course almost a year in the making the ultimate warrior versus sting in a casket match Ooh, that sounds good uh we see the footage from last week arnie and jesse on the red carpet for the premiere of Jing jingle all the way we see arnie and jesse get in their seats for the screening of the movie Jingle all the way starts, but all of a sudden the Marvel logo comes across the screen instead and we see clips of Marvel's Spider-Man and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy instead. 
Jesse and Arnie are then ambushed in the theater by the savage animals. They've completely ruined this movie premiere. Ventura and Arnie uh, start to get the upper hand, although, and they brawl out into the lobby and eventually out into the street. But Batista hits a Batista bomb on the windscreen of a limo in the streets in Hollywood to Jesse Ventura. Batista then gets down and puts Arnie in a powerbomb position. Macho climbs up on the roof of the limo. They hit a huge Macho bomb in the middle of the street in busy Hollywood traffic on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Crazy stuff. It's time. (laughs) It's time for the main event. The Rude Dudes, Ken Shamrock, DDP, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Outsiders, Goldberg, Edge and Shawn Michaels. 10-minute absolute cluster F. The Outsiders and the Rude Dudes end up brawling to the back. Edge and DDP are brawling up the ramp. Goldberg spears Austin through the barricade. Shamrock and Michaels are going at it in the ring. Shamrock shocks the world and makes Shaw Michaels tap out with the ankle lock. We see backstage Rick Rude slams Hall through a table. Dude Love hits a double arm DDT on top of a crate backstage to Nash. DDP hits a diamond cutter to Edge off the stage through a table. Shamrock is celebrating in the ring. He turns around, gets speared by Goldberg. Jackhammer to Shamrock. Goldberg turns around, stunner from Austin, who turns around, sweet chin music from Shawn Michaels. But Austin catches it, spins it, huge stunner to Michaels. McMahon gets in the ring and eats a stunner from Austin as well. Austin rips McMahon's shirt off and spray paints 316 on McMahon's back and onto Michaels' back as well. Austin has a beer bash to end Nitro as we are heading to Starcade on Sunday. Yeah, it seems Starcade can't come... uh... Soon enough. Well, we're almost there. Yeah, um, I suppose uh, off to the New Year's revolution. Resolution. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah, New Year's AEW revolution. Uh, (laughs) Well, I suppose if it's anything like last year's uh, uh, show, I'm sure it'll be a barn burner. Yeah. Well, your uh, revolution is main evented by Rhodes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> starting off on the uh, the Sunday Night Heat portion, we have uh, Jim Barnett address the situation, saying that while Caitlin did win her match and would have been challenging, both Caitlin and Brie Bella suffered injuries last month, so they are unable to compete tonight. Meaning... Uh, there's an impromptu women's match where uh, Alicia Fox, the captain of the women's divisions, issues an open challenge to a local talent and wins. Awesome. Don't worry, I'm still telling a story there. Yeah, uh, I'm very curious. Onto the pay-per-view portion, we see Roddy Piper cut his usual heel stick, uh, calling out who's going to face him from the locker room. It is the Iron Sheik <laughs> making his return, saying that he'll make Piper humble. Yes. 
works over Piper's back most of the match before locking in the camel clutch and the Sheik wins. So we got Iron Sheik working babyface here. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You like Sheiky baby. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that booking. And I think people like companies in the past should have given him a babyface run. Yeah. Um, Following that, Immortal with Deborah versus the Bushwhackers. Immortal sort of on the same page here most of the match. Um, But Kurt's in the ring trying to grab Butcher's ankle. Uh, He forces Butch into the rope. He bumps down Jeff. Deborah doesn't go to check on Jeff as she's still cheering on Kurt. And Jeff sort of just gets up and walks away, leaving Kurt there to the Bushwhackers. And the Bushwhackers two on one, Kurt, and the Bushwhackers win. Wow. Wow. The Whackers getting a win. Love it. Uh, following that, uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Andre the Giant. This sort of stemming from a disagreement of who cost who the champions versus DX match at uh, Survivor Series. Uh, while Steamboat is a quicker man trying to take down Andre's legs, he's sort of no match here for the bigger man as Andre puts him in a sleeper hold. And whilst he doesn't tap, he does pass out with the referee lifting his arm three times before waving off the match. Oh, very good. Following that, a women's match of Bull Nakano accompanied by Anoki and Kush- Kishin Liger. Yeah, Keishin, I think. Yeah, versus Deborah, with only Kurt Angle in her corner. Ooh. Something's going on with Immortal. Deborah's sort of off her game here as it's all ball, getting the quick win over Deborah. Yeah. Uh, following that, the Briscoes versus Hart Foundation. Uh, again, another match sort of stemming of who's blaming who for the uh, champions loss at Survivor Series uh, where Brett sort of gets bumped to the outside while Jim's the legal man and the Briscoes two on one Jim with Jack running interference on the outside holding Brett out as Jim submits oh, so the Briscoes cool. defeat the hearts there uh, yeah. co-main event of the night sees Liger and Anoki taking on the Funks in a Texas Tornado match yeah, this one's not pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. All-out plunder. Kishin Liger with a spike into Dory. <laughs> um, and the Funks lose here in a Texas match to yeah. Liger and Anoki. Love that. Love that. Liger and Anoki need that win. Very good. Main event here sees Bruno San Martino taking on Dusty Rhodes in a Texas bull rope match. Uh, both men are strapped at the wrist, cowbell in the middle. Only way to win is by making your opponent submit. Well, submit or, uh, you know, pass out, knock out sort of thing. You can't win via pinfall is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a long back and forth uh, match. Both men are busted open off the cowbell. Dusty at one point sort of looking to the crowd for energy, and they all start clapping in a rhythm with Dusty's song. And Dusty surprisingly 
just keeps on working over Bruno, working over Bruno to the point where he goes for this weird sort of sleeper hold, but has the cowbell part of the rope around Bruno's neck. And whilst Bruno doesn't submit, he does pass out and Dusty wins. Awesome. So we go off the air with Dusty sort of uh, cheering, posing to the crowd as we're going into the new year. Beautiful. Love it. Yes, and uh, next month we'll have the Rumble and uh, the champions getting their, well, sort of (laughs) defending their champions, trying to get the gold away from DX, even though DX aren't the champs. Yeah, I love love that angle so much. It's very good. Um, Yeah, that was a really solid pay-per-view. I would love to have watched that. The two co-main events there. Oh, man, would have loved to have seen those. They would have been just brutal to watch. Because I remember asking you at the time, had um, Dusty and Bruno ever had a match, and you said they were in two different promotions at the the time and never sort of uh, interacted with one another at the top of the card. Yeah, that's true. And the only time... The funny thing is that you book this match is the only time that Dusty actually came to the WWF in the 70s during the Bruno era was to have two matches against superstar Billy Graham one of which was a Texas bull rope match in Madison Square Garden oh really? yeah (laughs) and it is like way ahead of its time in terms of the violence and all that is it on tape? Yeah, it's it's on the network somewhere, probably in the hidden gems section or something like that. Oh yeah, I, I've I had a uh, Dusty Rhodes DVD at one point, and it was on that DVD. It was just brutal in the best possible way. Loved it. Ah, fair enough then. Um, yeah, I suppose it's time for the the granddaddy of them all, WCW's answer to WrestleMania. It's time. Starcade. You just killed my pop a little bit, brother. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For 12 months, we have cheered. We have booed. But what happened before doesn't matter as tonight is the culmination of the most unpredictable year in all of professional wrestling. We will see the battle of the band as one man's idea got stolen from him by his former friend who cost him the biggest opportunity of his career. We will see the fight for a man's soul as one man with the unlikeliest of allies battles for the soul of his fallen brother. We will see a champion of the people take on the most despicable United States champion of all time. And we will see the thickest match in wrestling history as family members collide. We'll see one woman finally get her one-on-one chance at the Women's Championship against one woman who had the highest of highs and lowest of lows. 
We'll see a stable who once conquered this company collide to determine the first TV champion. And we will see the biggest names in pop culture collide in a star-studded tag team match to determine the true kings of Hollywood. We will see the two most legitimate athletes today enter the lion's den to determine the world's most dangerous man. And we will see two men who changed the entire WCW landscape with a death grip on their tag team titles defend against two of the most beloved men in WCW. We will see the most anticipated match of the year as a former tag as former tag team partners battle in a casket match. One man consumed by darkness and one man who wants justice. And we will see the biggest prize in wrestling. A man who shocked the world by jumping ship and immediately taking the gold against a driven rattlesnake who's fought all year long for just one chance at this title. This is the biggest night in wrestling. This is the real granddaddy of them all. This is Starcade, live from Los Angeles. And now, Snickers presents World Championship Wrestling Starcade. <laughs> oh, I had to go over the top for this one, right? Sure. <laughs> we see in the crowd a celebrity cameo by Kid Rock hanging out in the crowd. We are in Hollywood. It is the Olympic Coliseum, Los Angeles, California. And your commentators are Bobby Heenan and good old JR, but they get interrupted immediately. It's, it's music. It's the new theme of Vince McMahon. Hang on. From the forcible, WCW forcible entry, I guess. Um, and Vince McMahon comes out and he says, Welcome everyone to Starcade. Vince McMahon is the, is the third man on commentary for the rest of this show. And we kick off the action tonight with the final in the television title tournament. And it is the four horsemen exploding. Out comes first, Arn Anderson. And then Tully Blanchard. Then Barry Windham. They're all coming out to the classic four horsemen theme song. But that song stops. And the fourth man starts to enter. Uh, let's just skip this song ahead a bit. There we go. And it's Ric Flair. And the match is under... Oh, no. The match is not underway because we have yet to find out who the guest referee is. And it is a free agent. It's JJ Dillon. We haven't seen him in months. This is a classic technical back and forth match. Ric Flair even gets to hit a crossbody from the top rope at one point. 
At the 28-minute mark, all four men are fatigued. You've got to remember this is a 30-minute time limit for this TV title match. All four men are fatigued. Top rope suplex by Wyndham to Tully. DDT by a heavily beaten Arn Anderson to Flair. We're into the 29th minute of a 30-minute match. Finish comes when Barry Wyndham hits his signature belly-to-belly on Tully. But Tully rolls out of the ring. Flair with a chop block to Barry Wyndham, who rolls out of the ring. Flair turns around. Huge spine buster by Arn Anderson. One, two, three. Arn Anderson wins the television title. Arn Anderson is your first WCW TV champion. All four men are in the ring with JJ. They look like they're going to brawl, but all four men and JJ embrace in a massive group hug. It's a curtain call-like hug. Flair, Tully, Wyndham, and JJ, the guys that ended the first pay-per-view, kicking off the last pay-per-view of the year. Uh, Flair, Tully, Wyndham, and JJ leave the ring to Arn out of respect, and Arn Anderson celebrates his television title win. So a bit of a shocking result there, I would assume. No, that that's a good good opener, man. Yeah, uh, had to do that one. That was in the works from the beginning. That's why I was very desperate to get Wyndham back from you. Um, all right, we get a celebrity crowd cameo by the D-O-double-G, Snoop Dogg. Um, and earlier tonight, oh, just a reminder, Chris, uh, everything on this pay-per-view involving Jesse Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the Savage Animals was written by special guest writer Warwick Thompson. So earlier tonight, Jesse and Arnold are backstage discussing their tag team match with Savage Animals. Arnie says, let's go send the NWO a message. Jesse says, careful, I hear the NWO security guards got thrown out of the Green Berets for being too violent. Arnie says, I eat Green Berets for breakfast from Commando. They approach the NWO locker room and are held up by two security guards who gives them the old no deal. Arnie says, hey, Jesse, this one wants to be a farmer. Here's a couple of acres. Double kicks to the nuts and both guards are down. Jesse and Arnie walk off laughing as the outsiders stick their head out of the locker room to check on the commotion. Bit of shenanigans. All right, next up is the Thick Collision. I'm a bad man. Out comes Rikishi surrounded by the wild Samoans. And then comes out. Oh, it's Yokozuna with his old Yokozuna theme music. He's shaving his face. His hair's all tied up. We've got classic Yokozuna here. This is a hard-hitting 10-minute match. Uh, At one point, Yoko starts to take control, but the Wild Samoans come in, take out the ref, and they take turns hitting Yoko over the head with kendo sticks. Yoko's bleeding. All three men are beating down Yoko. This isn't fair at all. All of a sudden... Out comes a returning 
Mr. Fuji. Salt in the eyes of Arthur. Salt in the eyes of Seeker. Kane snapped over the head of Rikishi. Yoko with a crescent kick to Rikishi. Bonsai drop on Rikishi. One, two, three. The winner of this match, Yokozuna. He is reunited with Mr. Fuji. Who can stop Yoko with Fuji in his corner? All right. Uh, we get another crowd cameo by Celebrity Hall of Famer, William the Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> That's a real thing in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, next is the Battle of the Band, so to speak. All right, out comes the Honky Tonk Man. He comes out to the ring and he's driving a pink Cadillac. That's right. He's driving a huge pink Cadillac down to the ring. He's, he's having his Starcade moment. And his opponent... Hey, that music sounds familiar. We haven't heard that music in a while. That must mean... It's, it's not the West Texas Redneck Kurt Hennig, it's Mr. Perfect. This is a five-minute quick match with Mr. Perfect decisively getting the win over Honky with a Perfect Plex. After the match, Perfect has Honky's guitar. He smashes it over Honky's head, and he celebrates in the ring. Uh, we get a celebrity crowd cameo yet again by Pete Rose. Uh, well, at least he somewhat deserves to be in the Celebrity Hall of Fame, I think. It's now time for the fight for the soul of Terry Gordy. Sorry, just quickly. Yes. You mean Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? In the WWE one, because he had those awesome segments at WrestleMania. More so yeah. than, like, half the other celebrities in there. <laughs> Snoop Dogg hosted Playboy Bunny match, which oh is an actual God, he, thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, he did. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. What did Kid Rock ever do besides, like, play someone's entrance music? And if that's the case, then Motorhead should be in the Hall of Fame. Kid Rock played the theme music when the Bellas danced next to him for that WrestleMania Battle Royale. Oh, when Santina, Santina won the Miss WrestleMania thing. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's time for the fight for the soul of Terry Gordy. The Guardians of Darkness. Boss man Farouk and the Executioner accompanied by Paul Bearer versus their opponents coming out next. Hang on, I'll just skip ahead in the song a little bit. Oh, that is the signature tune of the Freebirds. Yes, Bad Street. I love that song so much. I listen to that all the time too. Uh, the Freebirds of Kevin and Kerry Von Erich and Michael P.S. Hayes. This is a fast-paced 10-minute match. Um, 
yeah, fast-paced, 10-minute match. Hayes hits his signature DDT on Farouk, and Bearer pulls the ref out of the ring. The ref is out. The lights go out. They come back on, but the lights are red. What is this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can it be? Vince McMahon is on commentary for this one reason. Can it be? It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be Kane. Kane comes down. One-handed chokeslam to Kevin Von Erich. Chokeslam to Kerry. Tombstone to Hayes. The executioner pins Hayes. One, two, three. The soul of Gordy stays in the darkness. Kane is in WCW. Holy crap. Kane is about to leave, but he sees Pete Rose in the crowd. Kane tilts his head. By the way, this is like 1997, like one sleeve Kane. He tilts his head. He grabs Pete Rose by the throat. He drags him into the middle of the ring and he hits a tombstone pile driver on Pete Rose. So that's the thing I was referencing earlier and I should have shut up when I mentioned Pete Rose and waited for that moment instead. (laughs) No, no, that's good. I like where that's going. Yeah. uh, Kane in WCW. All right. Eddie Guerrero comes out for his hardcore title open challenge. Um, Hang on. There you go. I had songs queued up. I should have just played that earlier. Uh, Eddie Guerrero comes out for his hardcore title open challenge, but Paul Bearer is still at ringside and he grabs a microphone and introduces us to the newest disciple of darkness. Papa Shango! Papa Shango comes out, the voodoo witch doctor thingy of the godfather, whatever that gimmick is. Um, He comes out, Shango and Guerrero go at it. Guerrero rolls up Papa Shango instantly, but Shango kicks out at zero. Eddie hits Shungo with various weapons, but every time Shungo pops right back up, Papa Shungo grabs his skull and bones necklace, raises it above his head. Eddie starts convulsing and drops to the ground. Shungo with one foot pins Eddie Guerrero and is your new hardcore champion. What is, what is that? Celebrity crowd cameo by Bob Uecker, another celebrity Hall of Famer. Uh, apparently, it was a big deal back in the day. But he had that awesome spot with Andre, and Andre was choking him at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the one of the few clips of Andre that always gets played around WrestleMania. It, it's iconic. It's absolutely iconic. So, yeah, at least he had a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, uh, continue. The- Next up, it's People's Champ versus U.S. Champ for the United States title. It's Diamond Dallas Page versus Edge. 
Just a rem- remember, I had a Nirvana remix of Danny Pay's song. Yeah. Woo! Oh, God. Yep. And his opponent, the United States champion. New theme song for him. Thank you, Rob Zombie. Um, the rated R superstar Edge. Uh, this is a lengthy 25 minute back and forth match. DDP has heavily taped ribs. At one point, Edge takes the turnbuckle pad off of a corner. Finish comes when DDP attempts the diamond cutter, but Edge pushes him off into the corner, rib first into the exposed turnbuckle. DDP turns around and is hit with a spear. One, two, three, and still your United States champion, the rated R superstar Edge. Not what I was, ex- not the result the entire crowd was expecting. I was obviously expecting it. I don't know why I almost said that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, celebrity crowd cameo, speaking of worthy Hall of Famers, by Drew Carey. Um, And it is now time for the Lion's Den match. I'll skip forward on this. Yeah, out comes Goldberg to his Megadeth theme song. Goldberg! Woo! Oh, boo even. And his opponent... The world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Or keep will... playing that music. Hey? Keep playing that music. All right. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I'll just put it down in the background so it's not too loud for you. Um... No, no, you're good. You can stop me. <laughs> <It's just something laughs> The lion's den is set up by the side of the stage. Uh, they, they did that a few times in the Fed. Uh, this is a hard-hitting hoss fight. This is a shoot-style fight between Goldberg and Ken Shamrock inside the lion's den. This is an eight-minute match. Shamrock has Goldberg in the ankle lock. Goldberg rolls forward. Shamrock goes flying into the cage. Shamrock starts bleeding. Goldberg takes down Shamrock with a double leg takedown. From full guard, he transitions with some hard punches and elbows and transitions to side control. He's raining down some hammer fists before moving the full mount. Heavy ground and pound from Goldberg, but Shamrock reverses to him being on top in full guard. Goldberg tries to kick off Shamrock from him. But Shamrock catches Goldberg's foot, transitions into an ankle lock. Goldberg taps out. And still the world's most dangerous man in his lion's den, Ken Shamrock. Mean Gene gets in the lion's den and asks what his future hold. Um, Ken says that next month at WCW versus NWO Revenge, it's going to be every single member of NWO will be in a match against a member of WCW. And he wants to represent WCW in a match against any member of NWO. And Shamrock simply leaves. Shamrock's on a huge roll since joining WCW. 
Uh, Shamrock is on fire. Mean Jean's backstage and says that he has heard word with from Miss Elizabeth, who has a major announcement for tomorrow night concerning WCW going public and a potential new majority shareholder in the company. Yeah. Woo. Stuff. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. Out comes Trish Stratus. It is time for the women's title match. All right. Yeah, I just have to fiddle around a bit. And her opponent. The women's champion, Lita. Another hell of a theme song. Um, this is a incredible classic 20-minute match. We see a lot of high spots in this match. Lita hits a suicide dive to the floor. Lita gets up quickly, climbs the top rope. Lita salt to the outside to a standing Trish. Both women barely beat the 10 count to get back in the ring. Trish goes for the Stratus faction. Lita reverses it. Twist of fate. One, two, kick out by Trish. Lita continues her assault. She goes for a clothesline on Trish, but Trish dodges it with a Matrix-like maneuver. Big chick kick attempt by Trish, but Lita dodges it. She has Trish, and she goes for that inverted version of the Twist of Fate into a neck breaker type maneuver. Trish grabs, but Trish grabs Lita's head. It goes for the Stratisfaction. She hits it. One, two, three. Trish Stratus is your new women's champion, and these ladies, someone's going to need to call the police because these ladies just stole the show. Um, yeah, hell of a match. Trish Stratus, your women's champion. Um, Lita grabs the title and out of respect puts the title around Trish's waist, but the lights flicker. Oh God, it's Paul Bearer again. What the hell is he doing here? The lights flicker off and on again. It's Michelle McCool. She's in the ring. Big boot to Lita. Big boot to Trish. Paul Bearer raises his urn. Michelle throws Lita out of the ring. Faith breaker to Trish. Michelle poses in front of Bearer and his urn on one knee. The lights flicker on and off again. And Bearer and McCool have vanished. What is going on? Paul Bearer's taken over this entire company. It is now time for the A-list grudge match. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse the Body Venturer versus the Savage Animals. Written by friend of the show, Warwick Thompson. A hype video airs before the match showing the history between Arnold, Jesse and Macho and Batista. Begins by showing all of them in their most prominent movie roles to establish their Hollywood cred. A rivalry too big for the big screen. Arnie comes out wearing... Oh, hang on. Scrap that bit that I just said. All right. Uh, hang on. Hey, 
Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And on to this, Hunan, destined to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you... Big dramatic entrance, guys. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out. Jesse's already in the ring waiting for him, because why not? Arnie comes out wearing Conan-inspired ring gear. Conan the Barbarian is carrying a huge broadsword, which he raises to the sky to thunderous applause before plunging it into the stage to set off a huge pyro display. He's oiled and jacked to the nines and looks completely at home in a WCW ring. And now come the savage animals, uh, Randy Savage and Batista. When Macho enters, he's the only one to acknowledge the broadsword still stuck in the stage, and he moves to draw it from the ground to annoy Arnie, but it won't budge. He tries to play it cool, but commentary notes that he must not be worthy. Uh... Starts off with Batista and Arnie squaring off in the ring. The crowd are up in, in anticipation of a big meaty hoss fight. But Batista backs off to talk strategy and Macho tags into loud disapproval. Arnie overpowers the Macho Man and throws him into the face corner. He quiets the crowd with a shush. And then lights up Macho's chest with a thunderous knife edge chop. Macho yells, Ah! in pain. Arnie yells, Get to the chop! And he chops him again. Ah! He does it again. Get to the chop. Ah! Macho screams again. Get it? Um, <laughs> Jesse tags in. But Macho scrambles to his corner and tags in Batista. Batista takes control of the match. The finish comes when the NWO comes come to ringside with none other than Arnold's greatest rival, Sylvester Stallone, wearing the black and white of the NWO. Arnie can't believe what he's seeing, and he drops off the apron to chase Sly up the ramp and backstage. Jesse is isolated and can do absolutely nothing to save himself after copping a poke in the eye that the ref missed due to outside commotion, leading to the Macho Man, uh, leading to the Macho Man and Batista hitting the Macho Bomb dead center of the ring. One, two, three. The Savage Animals beat Ventura and Schwarzenegger. The NWO take turns beating on Jesse in the ring, and eventually the cameras catch Arnie backstage. 
Mean Jean approaches and points out the beatdown on a nearby monitor to which Arnie simply says, I'll be back. Before hitting the ring and clearing house with the aid of a bloody Jesse Ventura, Arnie and Jesse received generous applause while standing tall in front of the Hollywood fans that they know oh so well. And Arnie asks if Jesse is okay due to his blood loss. Jesse simply states, I ain't got time to bleed. Before we move on to the next hype video for the next match. Bravo, Warwick. I loved that match he wrote. Yeah, good match, man. Good match. Um, That was a one-off appearance by Sly. He will not be going forward with the WCW. My one (laughs) criticism is... Why didn't he appear on the stage, turn back his NWO cap and say it makes him feel like a truck? (laughs) I mean, you've dropped the ball there. Well, if you'd know that if I wrote it, that definitely would have happened. But yeah, that was Warwick's. I wasn't going to mess with his work of art. But yes, I I think um, I probably should have thrown that in there anyway. (laughs) No, but, but, but... Good going, good going, good man. Yeah, Warwick, that was great. Um, and that gives me enough time to have a breather before this next one. Because it is time for the Blade Runners to explode. This is a casker match, if you recall. Boss Man, Farouk, and the Executioner are ba- banned from ringside as well. Out comes the Ultimate Warrior, accompanied by Paul Bearer who's not banned from ringside. And they are eagerly awaiting their opponent in the ring. The lights go down and we see an orchestra assembled on the stage. The orchestra's all painted in Sting's face paint. Seen this before. And the orchestra all slowly move out of the way to reveal, can it be? It's Metallica, live! Sting has some new entrance music. And out comes the icon. The Vigilante. This is Sting. Ah. (laughs) And we get into this match. Sting gets the upper hand early. The Ultimate Warrior makes... A comeback. Ultimate Warrior hits a huge gorilla press slam on the icon sting. Paul Bearer opens the casket. Warrior throws Sting into the casket, but Sting's hand stops the Warrior from shutting the lid. Sting fights his way out, but Warrior goes for a tombstone. Sting reverses into a tombstone of his own. Sting picks Warrior up. Scorpion death drop. Sting grabs his baseball bat and he does 
exactly what Warrior did to him all those months ago on month five's pay-per-view bash at the beach. He smashes the bat over the Ultimate Warrior's face. Um, he throws Warrior in the casket and Sting wins. Sting is celebrating, but he notices the bearer isn't upset. He's laughing. Bearer raises his urn. The lights go out and they come back on. Sting surrounded in the ring by boss man Farouk and the executioner. But Sting fights them off. All three men have been laid out. Out comes Papa Shungo. He has the advantage, but Sting eventually lays out Shungo with a baseball bat and throws him out of the ring. All of a sudden, Eddie Guerrero runs down with a referee and pins Papa Shungo and is once again your hardcore champion. He takes the belt from Shungo's waist and runs away. Sting starts to celebrate, but out comes once again. It's Kane. Kane. Walks down the ramp. Kane stares at the casket that the Ultimate Warrior's in. He raises his arm. He raises his arms and he sets fire to the casket. I think he just burned the Ultimate Warrior alive. The lights go out and they come back on. The casket is gone. All of a sudden, Michelle McCool is standing directly behind Sting. She says to Sting, you met the demon. Now it's time to meet the Lord. Undertaker! The Undertaker is here! He's slowly walking down the ramp. Kane this whole time has been staring at Sting. Taker gets in the ring. Undertaker and Sting have a stare down. They have this epic face-to-face stare down. This is awesome. All of a sudden, Kane runs in, chokeslams Sting. Undertaker laughs and leaves with the Guardians of Darkness, Bearer, and Kane. What is going on? <laughs> All right. Um, Maybe you should uh, let everyone know where a few of these new arrivals have come from. Oh, yeah, I should, yeah. Uh, obviously, we debuted Kane just before. We just debuted The Undertaker. Yes, they are my uh, third and fourth picks from the R Block win, from my R Block winnings. Um, How many yeah, so total did you pick up? I picked up five, so there's one left. Ooh. Uh, so who is it so far that you've uh, brought in? Vince McMahon, Ken Shamrock, Kane, and The Undertaker in order of the debuts. Ooh. Ooh, very. Very good pickups. Uh, I'll let you keep going there, kind sir. Thank you. Uh, backstage, we see Eddie Guerrero running towards the parking lot with his hardcore title that he just 
stole from an unconscious Papa Shango who got murdered by Sting. But he comes across a furious Goldberg who's backstage headbutting the locker, making himself bleed, probably giving himself a concussion, I guess. Goldberg sees Eddie and spears him. He's cracked the pups. He's having a temper tantrum because he lost to Shamrock. He throws Eddie Guerrero through a window backstage. He pins him, and Goldberg is your new hardcore champion. Eddie gets taken to a local medical facility. And it is semi-main event time, I guess. WCW World Tag Titles. Out come the rude dudes, but they're not walking to the ring. Oh, no. This is Starcade, baby. This is the granddaddy of them all. They're coming out in style. They are coming out in a vehicle. It is painted in peace signs and flowers painted all over it. Yes, that's right. It's a Volkswagen Combi. Yes, the ultimate hippie mobile. The rude dudes come down the ring. And coming out next, your tag team champions. The Outsiders, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, they've had a death grip on these tag titles since uh, month five's bash at the beach pay-per-view. Finish comes, oh, whoop, no, skipped a fair chunk there, I think. Uh, Oh, no, I didn't. This is a 15-minute match. Finish comes when Hall is the legal man, and Dude Love is the legal man, Nash runs in to hit a big boot on Dude, but Dude ducks. Nash hits Hall. Rude clotheslines Nash out of the ring. The Rude Dudes hit the Dude Awakening on Hall for the three count. And would you believe it, we have new World Tag Team Champions, the outs, uh, the Rude Dudes, and the Outsiders can't believe it. Hall is staring daggers at Nash. The Rude Dudes are dancing in the ring with their new World Tag Titles. This is incredible. What an upset. Uh, Vince McMahon's also probably throwing a fit on commentary. Um, But speaking of which, Goldberg walks out to the ring with his new hardcore title and he walks up to Vince McMahon, who's still on commentary, and says, and Goldberg says, for you, boss. Goldberg lays down. Vince covers him, and he's still on commentary the whole time. The entire time, Vince pins him, and he gets the one, two, three. Vince is on commentary saying, Wow, what a maneuver! When he goes to pin Goldberg, and when the decision is final, he repeatedly says on commentary, The boyhood dream has come true! Vince McMahon is the WCW hardcore champion. Alrighty. It is main event time. World Heavyweight Championship. Out comes the challenger. He's got a new theme as well. Everyone's getting the new gimmicks. Thank you, Disturbed, for the new theme song. I love that song so much. Good good memories to that one. 
and his opponent, the champion, the Heartbreak Kid, John Michaels. As the two men are in the ring, they're doing the in-ring sort of championship introduction. The ring announcer announces that this is a no-disqualification match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Everyone seems a bit shocked, but Vince on commentary is laughing. So Vince has pulled one more little trick on Steve Austin here. This goes for about 15 minutes. Lots of brawling. Finally, Austin hits a stunner. But we see McMahon run out towards the ramp and he leads the troops out. Outruns Edge, Savage, Batista, Goldberg, Nash, Hall. All six men put the boots to Austin. But music hits. Oh my god, it can't be! We are in Hollywood after all. It is the biggest star in Hollywood. Or maybe not yet, depending on what timeline I'm using here, I guess. It's The Rock! The Rock runs down in his $5,000 shirt. Rock bottom to Goldberg. Rock bottom to Savage. Rock bottom to Edge. Rock bottom to Hall. Another to Nash. Punches to Savage. Clotheslines him out. Rock and Batista have a bit of a stare down. Batista goes to attack Rock, but he also eats a rock bottom. Rock has completely cleared house. Rock grabs McMahon. He throws him out of the ring. But Michaels goes to hit sweet chin music on Austin. But Austin catches it once again, spins Michaels around, stunner, one, two, three, new world heavyweight champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin celebrating, and Rock gets back in the ring, the Rock looks at Austin, he looks at the belt and back at Austin, Rock shakes Austin's hand, Rock gestures that Austin owes him one. Rock leaves the ring. Austin celebrates with a beer bash to end a crazy night at Nitro. We then go on to credits as per usual. We'd like to thank uh, Nancy Sinatra for this song. Yeah, what a lovely little tune that is. Uh, Hooray for Hollywood. Got credits going on. Thank you, Hollywood, for... One hell of a night. But the credits get interrupted by static. And we see in a dark room yet again. We see a throne surrounded by Farouk, Bossman, the Executioner, Paul Bearer, Papa Shungo, Kane, Undertaker, sitting on the throne with Michelle McCall. Undertaker says, 
I hate to interrupt your happy ending, fans, but I want to formally introduce myself. You already know Paul and my disciples of darkness. This is my lady of darkness, the dark bride, Michelle, and the demon, my brother, Cain. I'm your lord of darkness, Sting. Welcome to my era of darkness, the ministry of darkness. Accept the lord of darkness as your savior and allow the purity of evil to guide you, Sting. And that's the end of Starcade. Wow. wow. Amazing. Five stars. <laughs> Lots of production into that one. Yeah, well, it's worth it. <laughs> All righty. Um, no real shockers there, I don't think. I don't think you would have been surprised by too much, like in terms of match results. No, not a great deal. Um, I suppose it's time for some twists. Yes. Yes. Uh, hang on a second. Oh, you're about to find out that I actually went even more above and beyond for my Starcade. Oh, no. Why? What'd you do now? Hang on. Oh, it's a man in a suit and tie. <laughs> I've got shorts on still, but I've got a, I've got a suit and tie on. Um, and the big gold. I got the big gold by my side, as, as I should. All right, it's twist time. So you went first, so I go first for twists. Okie dokie. New twist box, by the way. <laughs> New and improved. New and improved. There are some new twists in here, by the way. Um, all right. I, I honestly don't care what happens. <sighs> Random free agent, but I don't want it, so I'm going to draw again. <laughs> I want a bad twist. Ah, <laughs> oh, bugger it. I'll, I'll grab that then. Well, what was it? It was a random free agent, but I didn't want any more people from the free agency. Well, you might save... get someone I want, and you can use them as trade. Yeah, I could use some trade bait. All right, baby. Oh, that actually might be trade bait. The... Uh... Oh. I think that actually is trade bait. Hit me up with your best offers, sir. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. I would love to have a roll for him, but I really don't because I've already got a rough idea of where I'm going for the next year. That's right. Uh... I think I made it pretty obvious where I'm going for the for next year as well. Yeah. Um... um... All right. Draw out mine now if you want. Yes. 
Oh, it's a gimmick match. We haven't had one of these for a while. And you got a good one. First Blood. Oh, I just did a feud, which was basically First Blood. I think considering what you're doing next month and how long it's been for these champions to try to get their titles back, I think you could easily do a First Blood gimmick. I suppose. Yeah. Oh, that was a fairly uninteresting twist this month. Um, nice and boring how I prefer it. Yeah. Um, I suppose, what have you got next month then? Because I've got Rumble. Yes, I've got a very brand new pay-per-view concept. WCW NWO Revenge. It is going to be uh, every single match on the card is a WCW versus NWO match. Ooh. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. I suppose. And the rumble pretty much explains itself. But um, yeah, I'm very keen to hear your rumble. Another rumble. Oh, well. Ooh, uh, I suppose. I've, I've got one announcement. Next year, Starcade will be live from the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. I forgot Ooh. to make that announcement. <laughs> Very good. All right, uh, who cares? <laughs> you can do all the uh, signing off things. All we'll the gimmicks. Off. Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. Uh, search us up on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Ozstyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook Wrestling Ozstyle, and you can find Chris at at. I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back listen to the entire Wrestling All Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Apple Music if you use the RSS feed in the links below in the show notes. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. the first time I've ever actually watched him do that part. And yeah. yeah it's a bit wow. of a mouthful, but it's fun. Uh, nothing left to say, but. G'day, and we'll speak to you next time, I suppose. Dude, I'm not going to have a voice tomorrow after that Sting and Taker match and Kane's debut. Well, that's got to be. That's got to be Kane. Oh.